Welcome back to the Free by Design podcast. I'm your host, Evan Williams, and this is episode 37. Alright, on today's episode, I'm back under the duvet. <laughs> the audio just worked out so well in Mexico City, so I'm going to give it a, another go. So here I am under the duvet. Also on today's episode, I'm going to talk about commitments. I briefly talked about it on the last episode, and I want to dive a little deeper on today's episode. Before I get into that, I wanted to share a side thought. It's something that came up this past week. I realized I hadn't purchased any non-consumable item in nine months since November of 2019. And the last thing that I purchased was clothing. It was a jacket and a button-down in in Mexico. It was because I I was in a town that was cooler than I anticipated, and I I absolutely needed to stay warm. I, I know that this is definitely coming from just me being fortunate, that I I do have the resources to to buy non-consumable objects. But I just, I don't. I don't because I feel that it's wasteful. And it's not necessary. And I also, with realizing this, couldn't help but have my mind go towards social media challenges. So the challenges that are geared around consumption and paring back consumption. I, I really do appreciate how they do spread the word. They get people maybe started and maybe get people hooked onto a less wasteful lifestyle. But is this, is this how we want to go about living and, and go about changing our lifestyles? with new social media challenges, one right after the other. I, I would just, I hope that they do actually act as something that gets people started and that there actually is momentum and people decide to continue down that path. Because they could actually turn out to be very wasteful if somebody doesn't commit to it, if they end up paring back in one of those challenges, and what's worse is if they pair back in a way that's not responsible, so if they don't donate or recycle whatever it is that they're pairing back, that's very wasteful. So I always see these social media challenges come up, and I get really apprehensive. I hope that people strive to get to the place where they they buy when they need to buy a non-consumable. In my situation that I'm just explaining now, that I went nine months because I didn't need anything. I wasn't just buying because I wanted something. I legitimately didn't need anything for nine months other than food and paying for expenses. I think that's the 
the real goal is to get to that level of understanding what it that what you're feeling is a want versus a need and that you don't need a social media campaign or event or challenge to get you in that mindset you get to a place where it's sustainable where it's it becomes habit and you just you don't buy stuff that you don't need so hopefully sharing that um maybe maybe trigger some thoughts for yourself in your own lifestyle anyway let's get into commitments so the last episode I actually was juggling commitments so I'm going to talk about them in a little bit more detail and what I want to do is talk about different types of commitments the different types of commitments that I currently have and as I go I'm going to talk about different ways of dealing with them so I'm going to start off by talking about sort of what I started the episode off about is what you spend your money on. Don't be fooled. What you spend your money on and the possessions that you bring into your life, they directly equate to time and energy that you need to spend on them. They are commitments. There's so many people, people that I know, people that I love. (laughs) Um, they, they have big houses, houses that are bigger than they need, with two car, two car garages and a separate storage unit as well, and sheds, all kinds of, they have an attic and a basement, all full of stuff. So that's a commitment. If, if they had even less, if they, if they cut out all of the non-essential things and everybody's different I definitely understand that some things that are non-essential for me might be essential for somebody else but I'm sure that a lot of the people that I know that are coming to mind when I'm talking about this they could find some things that they could pair back and part with and donate and if they did They wouldn't need that two-car garage. They wouldn't need a separate storage facility that they're paying for every month. They wouldn't need a shed. They could actually buy a smaller house. It's it's crazy because it's it's the stuff is a commitment and it eats up your time and energy. And then the house and all of the other storage... (laughs) the objects that you use to store that stuff in, that becomes a commitment and a suck on your energy and your time as well. So this is a big one. This is a very big one. And it's one that you can really control very easily through changing your lifestyle and changing, like I said before, how you perceive things to be wants or needs. It'll free up your time, it'll free up your energy, and you can spend that time and energy on whatever you want. You can spend it on a passion. You can spend it on something that's going to make you come alive inside. So the next commitment I want to talk about is relationships, and this is a really difficult one. And The reason why it's difficult is because they're difficult 
to minimize. I'm a firm believer in four quarters is better than ten dimes. What I mean by that is I'd rather have four really great friends that I want to spend time and energy on because I get so much time and energy back out of it, especially energy. It's the transfer of energy. And that's a really powerful concept. If, however, I had 10 superficial relationships, superficial because of me, because I have so many relationships, I'm not able to dedicate too much time and energy to them because I'm just spread so thin, then I'm not getting what I'm putting into it, really. And I've just always found that when I have fewer great relationships, I get so much more out of it, and it becomes almost like, I hate to use the word because it's one of these management words, but it becomes like synergistic, like there's a synergy there that they feed off of me and I feed off of them, and we both just propel ourselves forward in life. It's beautiful. But how, how do you manage, how do you, how do you minimize a relationship? Especially if it's a toxic relationship and it's actually draining, it's draining your energy and your time. Energy and time that you could be spending on an uplifting relationship. One that's, that's centered in emotional intelligence and presence and just brings the best out of you. It's difficult. It's really difficult. And part of the work there is dealing with guilt. We feel guilt. Others don't make us feel guilt. It's internal. We can choose to not feel guilt. We can choose to give ourselves some forgiveness and lenience, just like I was talking about in the last episode. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves when it comes to what we think others expect from us. And a lot of times that's not accurate. A lot of times we're creating this false reality of what others are anticipating and thinking that what we're thinking that they want out of us and from the relationship with us. It might not be accurate. And let me explain it this way. If I had a friend and I truly loved them and they were in a situation like this where they weren't getting they weren't getting fulfilled from the relationship with me, they weren't getting energy and and ending up in a spot where they were actually being propelled forward as an individual, I would want that for them. I would want them to have energy and more time and be part of a beautiful relationship where that's happening in a synergistic way. So because I love them, I would, I would be okay. I, th I would, <laughs> I would like to think that I'd be okay with that, but we never know until that conversation comes up. But I like to think that I would, I would be emotionally intelligent enough to understand what they were telling me and love them for it. 
So think about that. You know, maybe, maybe having that conversation wouldn't be that bad. And that gets me to the other topic, which is work. And communication comes into play a lot in this one, especially with an example that I have. But I'm very jealous of people that have work in a field that they absolutely love. I definitely enjoy the work I do, but it's not my passion. And I want to do a separate episode on work because I haven't really shared much about that and like my work history. And I think I should, I should share a little bit. And it might be a little surprising to hear what I'm doing. <laughs> um, but it's suffice to say for this episode, it's not what turns me on inside. It's not, I'm not passionate about it. But I'm very grateful to have work, especially now. I'm lucky. And the people that I work for and the company that I work for, they're very open-minded. And, and um, I'm really grateful for that. And that gets me to the, the personal example that I wanted to share. A lot of times, in conversations I had with other people, they feel like they can't have certain conversations at work if they're feeling stressed or if they're being overworked or if they need some more time for personal life. A lot of times people feel like they can't show that or have that conversation because they feel like it'll be perceived as weakness and they'll inherently be considered not as strong of an employee. Well, I wouldn't want to work for a company that would do that and think that way. And I'm very lucky that I don't. But my knee-jerk reaction when something came up recently, when work got really busy and complicated, I ended up working at least 12 hours a day on a regular basis for quite a while. Some days I was even working 15 or 16 hours. And I had that knee-jerk reaction of, I can't talk about this because I'm going to be perceived as, as weak. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be cast aside as, you know, like not a team player if I say that I can't keep up. But I really was introspective about it. And I wanted to be better than that. I wanted to be honest with myself and honest with my work relationships. And I wanted to be human and to say, yeah, I'm burned out. I'm stressed out. I can't do this. Because that's okay. It happens. We're not machines. We're people. We're, we're emotional beings. And, and this was really stressing me out. So I had the conversation with my manager. And he was very receptive to it. And we both worked and collaborated in a way that would get me a better work-life balance at the time. And I got to a point where, honestly, if I hadn't had the conversation in, I don't even know, a couple days or a couple weeks, I probably would have quit because it was just too much. But I had the conversation, and now I feel that things are better for sure. And I have my work-life balance back, 
And I just feel a lot more positive about what I'm doing and the people I'm, I'm doing it with. So don't be afraid to communicate and hold your hand up if you're, if you're hurt or if you're feeling stressed or under a lot of weight and pressure. It's okay. It's okay. It's a good way of minimizing the work commitment because work is a big suck of energy and a suck of time. We spend so much of our time with work. We need to really be careful and protect ourselves when it comes to work. And the last thing that I want to talk about as far as types of commitments is personal. So those are the things that we can control in a way because it's things that we, we choose to overextend ourselves with. So for me, it would be the podcast. I wouldn't say I'm overextended with it, but it's something that I've, I've decided that I will bring this commitment into my life. And just like the last episode, that it actually conflicted with my commitment with relationships, my family. And I had to make a really difficult uh, decision because I really like spending a lot of time on this podcast. I get a lot out of it. It's kind of like journaling on steroids <laughs> because I have these ideas and I have to really dive deep and explore them before I can... I can have a, a podcast episode about them. So it's very cathartic. The energy I spend on it, I feel like I get back in some way. But you can be careful and you can manage these personal commitments. Just as I did on the last episode. I decided instead of juggling them and doing them both poorly, I committed to my relationships, my family. And I let, I gave myself permission and the lenience to let the commitment to this podcast slide a bit. And I don't know if that was the right decision. It's all subjective. For me, it was the absolute right decision, but others might think it wasn't. But it's okay. Because in the end, it's my decision. <laughs> and it's, um, it's, it's definitely something that I'm glad I did because it shows as an example of how you can actually manage and juggle and um, control these types of commitments, whatever they may be, if it's a project or a goal. And uh, if you've heard my other episodes, you know that I don't like goals. But that would be the personal commitments. So that's everything. Just to cap it off, I wanted to say a couple things like more general about how I typically approach commitments and how I manage them. I try to reframe my perspective on things, and I, I suppose I can, I can explain that with, um, like style and fashion. So I don't own a lot of clothing. Um, and that was, that was a give and take. So if I was, if I was really into fashion and style, that would be difficult, but I'm not. 
I don't identify, I don't use fashion and style to identify myself. I'm not, I'm not, um, committed to that. It's not something that I'm like attached to in some way. It's never been something that I've, uh, I've been really swayed by, you know, fashion and style. But if I was, and I wanted to really weigh that in my life, if that was something I wanted to commit to, it would require a lot of things that I would need to spend money on. You know, the, the, the latest fashion item, whatever that might be, like a new shirt or shoes or sneakers. There's some people I know that have hundreds of sneakers. It's crazy to me. But that would be something that I would need to to wrestle with. And if I reframe my perspective on things, so if I was coming from that place of where fashion and style was really important to me, but I, I knew that I had an inherent problem with commitments and the time and energy that I was spending on them, I would have to reframe my perspective on it to understand that, okay, like this is actually costing me a lot of time and energy. Is it something that is that important to me? And it's like the superficial relationships as well. I mean, anything, any kind of item or relationship that's superficial, if you, you could reframe your perspective on it and change the, the script about it so that it, it, it doesn't act as something that you use to identify yourself with. Identify yourself with things that are deeper than that. At least I try to. And then lastly, guilt. Oh boy, guilt. That's a big one. And, well, I mentioned it. <laughs> I mentioned it already that we need to give ourselves lenience and permission to not feel that guilt. I want to just say it again because I think this is a really important one. It, it applies to everything. It applies especially to relationships and to work commitments. There's so much guilt. Ugh. It's uh, it's crippling sometimes. We just have so much that we think we need that are that, that uh, so much that we think is expected of us. But I mean, what what's expected is to just be happy and to to do it to the best of your ability. And saddling yourself up with too much work so that you don't do it well or saddling yourself up with toxic relationships so that you can't actually show up and be present and be a good friend or a good brother or a good sister or a good mother or a good father to someone because you're too spread thin with toxic relationships well that's not going to help anyone or yourself so give yourself permission and lenience it's okay it's okay. <laughs> and, uh, well, I hope this episode was helpful. It was definitely helpful for me to revisit it and to, to consider these things again. And I'm glad that I was actually faced with this decision to juggle uh, and prioritize and reprioritize these commitments in my life because it's, it's drawn my attention to it. And it needs practice over and over again. It doesn't just come naturally. We need to continually come back to it and audit our, our lives, ourselves, and audit our commitments 
so that we know that we're allocating our time and our energy in the best way. As always, keep cutting the noise and make room for what's essential. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then please follow or subscribe to my podcast. Please also comment or leave a review. You can also follow me on Instagram under Free by Design channel.